Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, release an anointing that makes this place God, wherever it's in your presence, oh God. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will hide me behind the cross, that you will give me access and ability to minister third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be something in my house that don't belong to me. And it's making trouble for me. You got to get out of here. There's something in my house that don't belong to me. And it's making trouble for me. You got to get out of here. In this season, the enemy is within. You've been looking and thinking the enemy is on the outside, but the enemy is within. It's in your house or it's within you. And a lot of times we don't understand. We're thinking that it's always attack is coming from the outside. But this attack is not coming from the outside. It's coming from within the house. And a lot of times we're sitting there trying to figure out and bind and rebuke the devil in Mary and Jane. But you don't understand that it's in you. Or it's coming from something that's inside of your house that shouldn't be. We're going to be in Genesis, the 12th chapter. We're going to be talking about Abraham and Sarah being in a place that they should not be. How can the enemy come in if you're in the right place? The enemy cannot come in if you're in the right place. The enemy always comes in when you're in the wrong place. And a lot of times we don't understand that. You think it because you're coming to church, you're doing the will of God, you're doing this and you're doing that. You think that you're in the right place. You could be in the house of God and not be in the right place. And you want to know why all hell and chaos is in your house. You don't understand something. It's one thing being all the way into God and it's another thing being on the outside of God. And we don't understand what God is saying. We follow God's half instructions instead of his own whole and full instructions. There's something in my house that shouldn't be there. And the thing about it is you don't even recognize that it's there because you're so busy looking at other people and other things, but you don't understand. You brought him in the house. And now he's the large tent there. He's the made a home. He's been there so many years. And you don't even understand it because you're not trying to see yourself. You're trying to see everybody else and what you think everybody else is doing wrong. But you fail to see what is going on inside of you. And I looked up the word. Disturbance and trouble. And a lot of times when we are in a place, a lot of times when we honor the will of God, it causes a disturbance or trouble within. It's going to either be a disturbance within your spirit and how is it doing? Because like minds attract, you're going to attract the wrong thing. It's always going to be a trauma. It's always going to be a disturbance. You're always going to bring out a spirit of confusion and a spirit of disarray. It's always going to be a place that you argue with everybody else. But and don't even want to analyze where you are. How did all of these things come? That's bringing a disturbance and a trouble. Or what's in my house? That's making a noise and a racket. 
I done put up with it so long, I can't even recognize it. I'm, I have become so mute to the noise of the enemy or the disturbance that's in my house. I think that it has become normal. And we want to know why God is not moving, why God is not doing what he said he's going to do. Because we don't understand that it's in the house. You need to understand what is going on. Disturbance. The interruption of a settled or peaceful condition. This is what disturbance is. A breakdown of peace. Law abiding behavior. A riot. A violent disturbance of peace by a crowd. You don't understand what is in your house. Because the enemy is not just breaking one demon. He's bringing several. And there's a crowd. There's a riot that's going on within me. You don't have just one demon. You have several when people start casting spirits out. Because when you got lying, you got rage, you got anger, you got unforgiveness. And demons are, are going to attract and draw other things that's going to keep the strong man. How can you bind the strong man? You don't even know understanding how can you bind the strong man when you're not even submitted to the will of God. And a lot of times we're not trying to bind the strong man because we don't want to see ourselves, but yet we can see the word of God in everybody else, but yet you cannot see the word of God in you. There's something in my house that's just not right, that's causing a disturbance, that's causing trouble. And I looked up the word trouble. It says difficulty or problems, public unrest or disturbance causes distress or anxiety and I looked up anxiety and it's, it's like a it's a mental condition and you want to know why your house is lopsidotted and then you go over to your neighbor's house and it seems like everything is going in place and everything is in place but yet when you go back home you don't even want to go to your own house why because there's a disturbance there's a riot there you need to understand what God is saying in this hour what God is doing you need to understand that God does not bring division God does not bring disturbance God brings peace like minds flow together like minds do what the will of God is saying in this hour and a lot of times we don't understand what God is saying because we don't want to address the real issue within ourselves so now we are suffering from anxiety we want to know why we're off balance why we're seeing like we just can't get on track it's like I wake up left side and I go to bed left side. I walk around all day long left side. And we want to know why you're reading the words, you're studying, you're fasting and praying. But yet, there's no change. Why? Because you're the enemy that's bringing it in your house. And a lot of times we don't want to see ourselves the way God sees us. We want to see ourselves the way that we want to see. And a lot of times we don't get an understanding of what God is saying because that's why the enemy is not going to allow the enemy, God is not going to, the devil is not going to allow the enemy to plant good seeds in you. Why? Let's go to Matthew. The 13th chapter. Matthew 13, 25. But while men sleep, the enemy came and sowed tares among the weak and went his way. But while men 
sleep. The enemy came in. And this is what God told me this morning. You were out there doing things you shouldn't not have done. One foot in the house, another foot outside the house. One face for God and another face for Satan. And a lot of times, you want to know why we're all sleeping and doing what God is calling us to do. You're on the outside doing something else. And you're betraying one thing to the people of God and another thing to God. And we don't understand why God is allowing these things. you got to be one way. you got to be sober-minded. And we don't understand why all of these things are happening. It says, how can fresh water and salt water flow from the same fountain? James 3, 11. And a lot of times we don't understand what God is saying. And you want to know, you find here trying to sow all of these seeds. You're trying to do all of these things, but yet ain't nothing profiting. Ain't nothing coming up the way God is saying. Why? Because you have not been delivered. You are in the house of God, but yet you're still bringing trash. You're still bringing garbage. And that's why you don't understand why God is not producing anything worthy in you because you have not shown God that you were worthy. And you need to understand something. There's something inside of my house that's bringing trouble and disturbance and I don't understand what it is but yet before you see God and the will of God you won't even understand that God is saying you need to look and examine your own self because what's coming out of you is destroying your crop let's go to the next verse Let's go to verse 26. It says, but when the blades were sprout up and brought forth fruit, then appeared, it says, a tear also. And we don't understand that it says it reproduced what was inside the seed or the sower. You don't understand that it is reproducing what is already in you. Whatever seed you have, that is what it's producing. And you want to know what's destroying this crops. It ain't the devil. It ain't the neighbor. It ain't the husband and wife. It is you because you are reproducing the seed of what is already inside of you. And you don't understand that we have a tendency to destroy and be the worst enemy of ourselves. But yet you'll go around to everybody else. You'll go around to every side but yet you will not examine who you are. There's something inside of my house that don't belong there. And it's, it's making trouble for me. It's bringing about a disturbance for me. You, and and, and I, I have to get them out of here. What do you have to get out of here? If you don't recognize what's inside of you, you want to know what to get rid of. You won't even know the strong man that you need to buy. How can two walk together unless they're agreeing? There's some type of agreement with you and the enemy that was in you. And we don't understand that. And that's why I got all kind of mental condition characterized by excessive comprehension about real or perceived threats typically leading to 
as an avoidance behavior and often to physical symptoms such as increased heart rate and muscle tension. You want to know why you always stressed up. You want to know why it don't seem like nothing working out because you don't understand that you're your worst enemy and it's causing you to have some mental condition. It's causing you to have some things that should not be because you're outside of the will of God and you want to know why all of these things that you're doing is not prospering because God said you're sowing your own seed. You're not sowing the fruit of the spirit. Joy, peace, love, happiness. You're sowing confusion. You're sowing trouble. You're sowing heartache. You're sowing disturbance. Disturbance. You're sowing seeds of deception. We're going to talk about Abraham and how he was deceived and caused his wife to lie for him. You don't understand what you're causing to happen in your family. So when the mom and the daddy lie, they're sowing a lie spit in their child. When they're sowing deceit in the house, they're sowing deceit within the children. When you saw in trouble in somebody else's house, God's been lying and confusion. You saw it in your own house. I am my enemy, and I don't even know that it's me. That's the sad thing about it. That I that I'm my own enemy. And I'm up here buying and rebuking the devil, and he ain't going nowhere. You don't understand what is happening. You don't understand. It comes a time that a harvest has to ripen and come to fruition. And it's time to reap. But you need to understand what are you reaping. You're only reaping what you're sowing. And you don't even understand what is happening in your life. And a lot of times we don't understand what God is trying to say. Why? Because we ain't trying to understand what God is saying. Because God is always going to speak something contrary to what you're doing. Contrary to what you're saying in life. And what you want out of life. It seems like all these things are happening to me, but yet I'm reaping what I'm sowing. I'm paying my tithes and offering the church, but yet I don't understand why my crop is always coming up the lopsided. Why is it coming up upside down? Why is it so much tear and not enough wheat? I'm on the threshing for work and trying to separate the chaff from the wheat, but before I can even get to the chaff and the wheat, there's so much tear. There's so much weeds. There's dandelions. Dandelion may be looking like it's pretty, but it should not be there. Everything that blossoms in your field should not necessarily make it pretty. And you don't understand what is happening. There's something in my house that don't belong there. We don't understand why God is not allowing this. The Bible says a liar should not tarry in his presence. Fornication democracy, confusion, all of these things that we know that brings on these type of things in our lives. You got to understand what God is saying and the word tells you these things. What shall separate from me from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall distress. You bringing about your own mental anxiety and distress. You don't understand why you tense, why all of these things are happening in your life. There's something in my house that don't belong there. It comes a time that I have to separate myself from myself. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharpening the two-edged sword, dividing of soul and sunder. 
And we're not trying to have God to divide anything because we like the division that's going on in our lives. And you don't understand it comes a time now that you need to let God to divide some things in your life because if he does not come in and divide some things in your life, you're going to always be in a place that you're not going to allow the word of God, which is quick and powerful and sharpen any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing of soul and spirit and a joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You want to know why all of these things are sitting around, huh? And you want to know why things are in your house because they look right to you, but doesn't necessarily mean that it looks right to God. You need to understand that your sight and God's sight is totally different. That's why he's the ancient of days. And you want to know why God is not moving. You want to know why God is not producing anything, but yet you're sitting there working and working in the midnight hour while everybody else is working and trying to get some rest, and while everybody else is praying and fasting. You out there doing your own thing. Huh? You allow the enemy to speak to you in the midnight hour. Huh? You allow the enemy to corrupt your seed. Huh? And when you get up the next morning, huh? you got dirty hands and you put it, you fuck your dirty hands in a clean vineyard. But God said, whatever's in you, that's what you saw. And that's the seed that you were reproducing in your life. And it's making trouble for me. A lot of times, we don't understand what is happening in our lives. Let's go down to verse 20, Matthew 13 and 28. He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, while thou, then we go and gather them up. And he said in verse 29, he said, no. Least while you gather up the tares, you also uproot what? It says uproot the wheat with them. But because you out of season and you're doing things that God has not told you, you go up there in the wrong season in the wrong place. So when you God saying not to do it because you have a problem obeying authority and this man obeyed what his master was saying. So therefore that the wheat was able to be reserved and while they waited on God to do the separated, you up there pulling it up because you don't want nobody to see what you planted in the midnight hour. You don't want nobody to see that because you're so busy trying to cover up your own tracks but everybody knows that you you're not in the place that God wants you to know and that wants you to be and you don't understand why God is doing all of these things in our lives. You got to get to a place that you allow God to deal with you. That you got to separate yourself from some things. You got to come into the place that you understand that God is in the midst of and you got to trust God no matter what. But because we trust ourselves more than we trust God, a lot of times we end up in the wrong place. We end up in the wrong vineyard. We create our own blessing and we want to know why God is not bringing it out. Why we not keeping his word? God says you're not keeping your promise. You are your worst enemy. You're killing your own harvest. By not submitting to God and his will for your life. I am in love with the enemy and don't even know it. A lot of times we're so in love with ourselves and our emotions and, 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 and the way we do things. 
myself. Amos 3 and 3 says, Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? And a lot of times we don't understand. I love the way the New Living Translation puts it. It says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? You agreed to do this. You and your own thoughts, that is not the devil. That is you agreed to the thoughts of the subconscious of your mind. And you're walking in that direction. And you're destroying the fruit and the crop of your own ground. Because sometimes you could be in a place that you are so in love with your thoughts and your brilliant ideas that you don't even see what it's doing in the long haul. There's something in my house that don't belong to me. And it's making trouble for me. It's causing a place of difficulty or problems. It's causing distress and anxiety. It's causing a disturbance. It's interrupting my present peaceful state and condition in life. But yet I'm blaming everybody for my downfalls. But while men slept, I capitalized on, on their thing when they were in a place of resting and being restored. So I creeped into their house and I took their goods and their seeds and all the things that God was producing while they were asleep and I But yet, I was stealing from them all the time. And when I sowed it in the ground, it came forth out of, into me and into my house. And now I'm reaping those things which I stole that was not of God. And we got to be careful what we put our hands to do. When we think people's back is turned, and we think that we're going to capitalize off of their weakness or they're in a place of, of vulnerability in our lives. And then we try to show something that was supposed to be in somebody else's vineyard and it came up another way because it didn't belong to you. And a lot of times we don't understand in this season the enemy is within that's going to be within your personal house, 
or it's going to be within your mind and your subconsciousness. Where's the really the battlefield is? Joyce Myers told you it was in the mind, but yet the enemy is taking your mind. He's taking your will over, and you have given it to him because there was a two. There was an agreement by two people. That was you and the enemy within yourself uh, that agreed on this contract and this covenant. And now God is allowing it to play out uh, because the wheat and the tarry has to grow together. And we don't understand. We want to go into a place that we're always doubting God where our faith is never there because we're so busy questioning God why, why are these things happening and want to blame any and everybody else. You blame your mama, you blame your daddy, you blame your sister and your brother, you blame the pastor, but yet you never check yourself because of the enemy within. People never like to examine themselves. It's always fault in somebody else. And when they get caught, they be deceitful and they lie. They connive about things. And now God is saying now, it's time to get rid of the enemy within. I'm going to go into Genesis, the 12th chapter. And I'm going to bring you an interesting story when you're out of place with God. Genesis 12. And I'm going to start at verse 10. And God has spoken to Abraham, told him to get from his kindred, get from everybody around him. A lot of times God is trying to tell you to separate yourself from family and friends, but yet you don't want to separate from your family and friends. And then all of a sudden you take them with you. And then there's the like-mindedness and God can tell you one thing and but yet because your, your sister or your brother is telling you something else or your mom and your daddy, you, you stop listening to the voice of God and you listen to them and it causes you to get into a place and sometimes Egypt is not a beneficial place for you when God is trying to tell you you need to be in Canaan because that's why I'm going to bless you but because Canaan was not developed as Egypt was and all of a sudden you felt like that was too much for you to produce and go out there and work and build up her. So you go into Egypt because you think there's your provisions that's there. And a lot of times your provision is not where you're looking at. Your provision is somewhere else that God wants to show you what is inside of you. You got to understand something. It's just like talent. God wants to show you what you can build up, what you can develop if you hear the voice of God instead of going somewhere else that's already developed up and all of a sudden that's that person's dreams and vision that you have what a lifetime building up and yet you want to know why you don't have anything. Verse 10, Genesis 12 and 10. Now there was a famine in the land. And Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. You know, when the famine came, it was all, it was terrible. And I don't care how bad your situation is. You need to understand something. Huh? God will always provide no matter what. Huh? Because when you understand that God, when you go to verses 6 and 7, you're going to tell him, see that God told him to go to Canaan. Huh? That's where he was going to bless you at. And a lot of times we don't want to do these things. Verse 11, and it says, and it came to pass when he was close to enter Egypt that he said to Sarah, his wife, indeed I know that you are a very beautiful woman. And God said, 
I gave you these gifts and talents, but you're bringing them into Egypt. I'm talking about gifts and talent. Your beauty. You can be the most ugliest person in the world, but your gift will beautify you. But you always want to take it somewhere else. Opposite or contrary to what God is saying. So he said to his wife, indeed I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that you will say, this is his wife. And they will kill me, but they will let you live. See, this is what happens when you're out of place. See, this is what happens, and it causes a, dynam a, a dynamical effect in your life. That's why I try to tell you about the things that you sow in lying and cheating and rage, and then with the husband and the wife, and then it's being produced in your child. So what happened is, because Abraham is full of deception, he's putting it in his wife, and he's going to make her have a lying spirit like he got. See, sometimes you can't follow what somebody else close to you says. You better follow what God is saying in your life. So listen to what he's saying. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. But to me, it seemed like he's doing everything for himself. Because you got to remember, when they down in Egypt and all of this thing's going, I'm normally getting ahead of myself. He's living high on the hog. But see, that's something about God. Your lie is only going to sustain you for a little while. So when it was, when Abraham came to Egypt, that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princess of Pharaoh also saw her and can, it says commanded her to Pharaoh and the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. Verse 16. He treated Abraham well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. You see what I'm saying? So this leads me to believe, was he more fearful for himself? Because a selfish person, everything they're doing is derived and it's going to be orchestrated for themselves to protect themselves. He was more worried about being killed. But why go that direction? A lot of times, you're going to take your family into a place that causes them to be in a place that you may be subtle or you may be comfortable, but yet you're putting them in arm's way. So all decisions, it's not necessarily their godly decisions in our lives. There's something in my house that don't belong there, and it's making trouble for me. You have to get out of here. You're going to have to get to the place that you can really bind the strong man within. And the thing about it is, to me at this stage, it's not really about fasting and praying, even though I know it's critical. All of those things support my standing and what I say that I'm going to do with my commitment. 
just going to walk by. But standing on the promises of God and what he's told me to do, that's the whole thing. My fasting and praying breaks my will that I can stand on God's will. Seventeen, Genesis twelve and seventeen. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Sarah's Abraham's wife. I want to tell you something. I want to go back to verse thirteen. He says, "Please say that you are my sister." This was a half truth because Genesis twelve twenty and twelve twenty and twelve tells you this. So he really wasn't lying. Let's see what you people that you, you tell that half lie. You can go back and read it, Genesis 20 and 12. Yet this half lie was a whole lie in the eyesight of God. Abraham trusted in his own lie than to believe God. So when you out there between Canaan and Egypt, because a lot of times where God sends us, it's not a beautiful place, but sometimes the wilderness will provide. And we don't understand this. And a lot of times when we are in a place, God will allow that person to judge us because we're in their land. So God started causing all of this trouble in Pharaoh's house because of one woman. But it all stems from not hearing the voice of God. And a lot of times we want to know why all of these plagues and, 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 and stuff and troubles and, and disturbances are in our lives. What is plaguing you on today? What is causing a disturbance? Can you separate your spirit from your flesh? Or do you always need God to put you in the fire? To Things offer you that you can just submit and save yourself some, from some mental conditions. Because sometimes the way God brings you out in 1999 may not be the way he brings you out in 2012. May not be you the way he's going to bring you out in 2020. Stop thinking that God is always going to be merciful. Because sometimes the judgment gets even harder because of the disobedience. It's become greater in our lives. How long are you going to be hot between two opinions? In this season, the enemy is within. It's within. Let's even take it another way. COVID. How did you get COVID? Because you were in the atmosphere. Or you were around somebody that had it and you brought it where? Home with you. But you never knew you had it until a few days later. Because you didn't want nobody to know. You concealed it. 
and you spread it to everybody else in the house. Sometimes everywhere you go is contaminated. Then sometimes everywhere you go is not contaminated. You better know your environment. You better know what your system is capable of being immune to and what it could be capable of, of being infected by. Because every environment is not conducive to the spirit of Christ growing. And some environments is conducive for Satan to grab a stronger hold on you than what he's already had. Something in my house that don't belong there. Some of us would just let it ride. Some of us would just continue to, to just live with it and deal with it. Instead of giving it to God and let God come in and deal with whatever it is in your life that you're struggling with in this hour. 2022 is not the year to bring a whole lot of debris and trouble and confusion in your life. You got to get to a place that you allow God to deal with the enemy within me. How long are you going to allow this thing to sabotage your life? And you sitting there blaming somebody else. It was my mama. It's my daddy. It's the co-worker. It's the pastor. It's the one that, somebody that prophesied to me wrong. But yet you never had the discernment to allow God to come in and really come in and deal with you on the inside. The enemy is within The battle of the days are gone for the enemy to attack you on the outside and bring it into your house. In this season, the enemy is within us. That's going to cause all of this disturbance, double-minded. That's going to cause us to be separated from the things of God because we don't want to do what God is saying. And God is getting tired. God is getting tired of telling you the same thing over and over again. And we want to know why these things are happening in our lives. We want to know why all of these things are coming in and bringing about a separation. And we don't understand that God is trying to clean us up. God is trying to bring the separation. God is trying to bring the healing. God is trying to bring all of these things that's going to bring you into a better place. But you don't want God to do this. You want to do it the way that you want to do it. And this is what is happening in our lives. The enemy within me has gotten a loophole. He's found a crack in my foundation. I don't know how long it's been in your foundation. But are you allowing God to lay down a new foundation in you? Are you going to allow God to allow an unjust person to judge you? And let's go back to Genesis. Eighteen, twelve, and 18. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, what is this that you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? He's saying you knew this the whole time. Pharaoh was so caught up in her beauty and he took him at their word. 
How many times you have been caught up in somebody's gift or talent or what you think that they have, the, the cars, the houses, but you never checked their spirit? You never saw that they were a liar and they were a deceiver. They were a conniver. They was a scam artist. But one thing I like about Pharaoh, he called him on the floor. Before you even call out your enemy on the floor, you won't even do it. You're going into avoidance. But see, that's the way you are with yourself. You're going to avoid yourself, but yet you know it's within you. You ever notice when people get demons on the inside, you, it's like you're walking around them and you know something ain't right? That's what they do to their own selves. So they are put on all of these airs and, and, and facades. Because they know they ain't right. They trying to get you off the scent. No, 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 name what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm holy, I'm righteous. That's what they do. Because they're going to do everything to stay in that state. Because they're in agreement with it. They come into a place. Like Amos 3 and 3 said. And they're walking in the same direction. How can you allow God to govern you? And you are not even allowing him to do it. God can govern you when you've already got your own rules. There's so many people in the house of God. There's so many people on your jobs. Look at them. The boss says one thing and yet they're in agreement with what? Themselves. And they're going to do it their way. And that's for a short period of time. Guess what? Your boss will give you a bad mark. Give you a bad mark. They'll put up with you for years. Then they'll tell you, guess what? You got to go. You're going to be the first one to go when they get the pink slip. Or they got the downsize. And then you want to talk about all the years. Because you in yourself. But you never see what you've done. While you were there on the job. How many times have you seen people like that? They talk about the job. Oh, now, since we got Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, they blast the job out there on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. They do all of this stuff, but they're, yet they're never telling what they've done. I've seen it for years in this church. There's something in my house that's not right, that's, that's bringing a trouble, that's bringing a disturbance. And they're trying to reap dirty seed. How they steal and connive. Because if you lie, you're going to steal. If you deceive, you're going to cover up. I'm not going to tell you what I stole from you. And the seeds that you're sowing is bringing a harvest from what you planted because the seed came from you. It came from within you. That's just like it's important the way you give your tithes and your offering. You giving it with a jolly heart, guess what? You're going to reap jolly things. And, and God is going to bless you because he's seen it. But if you sow in grudge and, and confusion, distress, and I better do this because the pastor said, you already missed it. And then you want to know why your money comes back hard. Everything is doubled. Vepco. Virginia gas, everybody is causing trauma 
They can't find your payment. But yet they took it out of your account. Food is double high. Everywhere I go, it seems like I can't get a break. Trouble is in the house. We don't want to draw back and, and get closer to God and let God deal with us about ourselves. But the seed came from within. And you don't understand that you're your worst enemy. You're killing your own harvest. But not submitting to God. So Pharaoh done called him on the carpet. Verse 19. Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. And when I was studying, the English Standard Version said, Why did you say she is my sister? So that I took her to be my wife. Sometimes you need to confront yourselves. Or you need to confront your own demons. And when you confront them, what do you do about them? You bind the strong man. You command it. You come in out agreement with it. But you got to stand on what you say. The fasting and the praying helps you to keep your commitment. You think I'm fasting and praying? I cast it out. I got power over you. You ain't got power of your will except what you submit to God. Controlling your will. Think about it. When you fasting, you're trying to control your will. But you'll know when God takes over. It seems like it just caves in and you submit because the higher power has come in because you have truly been in covenant with him in all things. Your fasting, your praying, and your supplications for God. There's no caving in within ourselves. We think when we fast and pray that we've done something. But there's no truly no humbling. There's truly no sub submitting because we are still in agreement with ourselves. Like I always tell you, I pray that the God that's in the Bible is the God that you're serving in your mind. There's two different things. There's two different things. Now therefore, your wife, take her and go your way. And I want to say this. A pagan king had to rebuke a holy man. One of the things that came out in prayer was that the person you think is oppressing you because they're in your house is going to cause you not to do the will of God. 
But then God is going to raise them up to do his will and come back and they'll go back to doing their sin. But yet they have fulfilled the, what God wanted at that moment. But you, the one that's serving God, are going to be judged. We got to come into the place that we let God do what he needs to do in us. Truly. Nobody's going to be able to do it for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. You're going to have to tell it. You got to get up out of here. You may stay there four months that God can break your will. But we think we fast and pray a week. God done broken our will. But yet your will was being developed 30, 40, 50 years. And you think in a week of, of fasting and praying and, and really going forth and God breaks that will. Some people cave in sooner and some people it takes longer. But you cannot, you cannot allow your predictions of what you think based on what God has done in somebody else or trying to live through somebody else's testimony and knowing that you have not arrived to that place in God. It takes years of going through for God to develop you into who he wants you to be. But we think we can get there overnight. I'm going to read you something that Barnhouse said, B-A-R-N-H-O-U-S-C. But God is in the business of growing Abraham into a man of great faith. And this requires, it says, circumstances where Abraham must trust God. Faith is not a mushroom that grows overnight in a damp soil. It is an oak tree that grows for a thousand years under the bliss of the wind and the rain. I pray that something's been said and done. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.